Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or watching uh, this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and of course, as ever, my panellist, Simon Talner. How you doing, mate? You all right? Big, all right, big, fan, of that wave. big fan of that wave then. If, if, like if, a, if you are watching... Yeah. Sorry, go on. I was, I'm just like kneeling on myself and then I kind of realised that I need <laughs> my elbows still to support me. I'm going to say, if you're watching on the po- if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see Simon's special wave, um, head over to YouTube and you can catch us on there or on Facebook as well. It'll be on there as well. Uh, but how are you doing, mate? You're all right. You've had a busy day today, haven't you? You've had a busy day sat on your arse. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been boring, mate. I'm not going to lie. It's been all business honest, shit. I kind of feel you because obviously I'm working from home now, as I've mentioned on the podcast a few times. I'll stop mentioning it soon. Um, but I'm saying I just sit here in my kitchen. I've been sat here in my kitchen since 11 a.m. And it's now 10 p.m. the same day. And even that is probably more entertaining than, than what you're doing because I'm, I'm doing stuff, I'm working, but just being sat in the same place and doing one thing all day, fuck yeah. me, it's boring. And you've just yeah. been on Zoom meetings all day, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I've got to pretend I'm a nice person and I uh, feel like... <laughs> you're quite good at pretending it. that, though. You are I good am, at pretending that. I have. It's, a, it's an actual skill that I've learned over the no, years. No, it is. No, don't get me wrong. Like, it sounds like I'm giving you shit, but I've noticed if I don't like someone, you can fucking tell. And I'm, I'm not saying I will turn around and go, ah, you're a dickhead and all that. And I'm, I'm one of these people that tells, I just pull my face and I get angry. Yeah. yeah and I'm, you can tell I'm not interested. Whereas you, you can make someone think that you, you actually like them and that, you, that you're nice. Whereas I think that's why I barely have any mates because everyone can tell that I don't fucking like them because I don't like anybody. It's obvious. I think you know I don't like you, but you just think, ah, fuck it, it's right. It probably means well. <laughs> uh, what, what do you actually talk about on Zoom meetings about hair then? 
Oh, it's all fucking science products, uh, retail. Um, I, I've got to put together shit to to educate other hairdressers and present to them, and and basically it's it's boring, mate. I've just got to inspire other hairdressers, but I I get told what to do, and then I just go away with it. That's the way it works, basically. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Um, apologies if the uh, quality isn't the best. I've had some internet issues only ever since I started trying to do this podcast. I don't know if it's my internet or the Stream Deck server, StreamYard servers are shit and it's eating up all my data or whatever. Um, I'm not sure. But if it sounds a bit shit and it looks a bit shit, that's why. So I apologize for that. Probably but we had more such issues. Probably very you mean. You're thinking you're taking piss out there all day on internet. <laughs> probably. I probably think I'm streaming some all fucking day. Which I have been doing, to be fair. I've been streaming horse races from all over the bloody world all day. So technically... Exactly. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I had no such issues for the watch-along. The watch-along went absolutely fantastic. But there was an issue for the watch-along, wasn't there? There was one big issue, which I did tell people watching the watch-along... Um, but I think there's certain people that don't watch the watch along that do listen to the podcast that I think have a right to know. So you tell us the story, your version of events of uh, what happened on that watch along that you were meant to be on on, on, on Monday, um, but unfortunately oh, you couldn't make it. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to ask me to sort of say what happened on it then. I might have even fucking watch it, man. I have no idea. Oh, um, you didn't. You didn't get a chair <laughs> off you. Fuming. Did I not say sorry, man? I was a while busy. Yeah, so basically, he's. I've got a massive setup. I've got the tripod. I've got the thing camera set up ready to what it's all on charge. And I'm rushing around like a mad one because kids have got football training from five and they don't finish till seven. And then I'm home at like quarter past and I thought, right, got to be ready before I go. Even the washing up, everything. And then next thing, he texts me saying, uh, how are you getting on with kids? I'm like, yeah, yeah good, mate. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for caring, really. So I thought that was very <laughs> kind of you. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then, yeah, and then I basically get, I take it you're not doing watch along now. I'm like, you little dickhead. Yeah, we've got three hours. So I've rushed around like a madden today. And then you're like, no, mate, match kicks off at half five. And I was like, are you for real? I thought it was eight o'clock kickoff. So I had to watch it on my phone watching my kid play footer. Yeah, well, I remember, because I, I remember I text you thinking, like, how do I, how do I say this then? Because I, I, I think it's obvious he's, he's not doing it, but I don't want to say, well, why are you not doing it then? So I just sort of like, I said, oh, I guess you're not doing it then. And then I didn't get a response for, like, 45 minutes, and then you rang me, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry, I thought it were 8 o'clock. And I remember just fucking dying, thinking, I'm going to have to do it on my, on my own now. I'm going to have to do it on my I own. Apologize. It was literally like, you'd text me from getting at home, you'd text me, and I thought, I'll text him back when I stop. So a leisure box, so it's 15 minutes for the exaggerative over there. And then I get there and I'm like, what's he on about, dickhead? And then I realise, yeah, half oh, five kickoff, apologies. It's all right, it's all right. Um, unfortunately, though, you missed out because um, Johnny Tate is now a watch-along co-host. Okay, cool. But it, <laughs> that sounds horrible, but he sent me 100 stars and there was 200 stars in the end. That was part of the contract if we were going to send me more stars. So... I've obviously, I'm going to finally, instead of giving you shit all the time, calling you a panellist, I'm going to finally promote you to co-host. But you're a co-host on the podcast and the watch-along. Johnny Tate could just be the watch-along. But Johnny Tate paid 200 stars for that, so count yourself lucky. I, I paid my time. Mm. I'm a tenant now. <laughs> What's that mm. here? Grafting. Yeah, you can have that, but I, I'd prefer stars. I'd prefer stars. <laughs> Speaking of stars, I just want to point out that despite being on my own, and I don't know why he did that, this because I thought the watch along must have been boring as fuck. I was sat there thinking, "Wow, I've got not to talk about. This must be so shit." Um, but in terms of Facebook stars, it was the the best performing watch along, best performing performing stream we've ever had on Turfcast podcast. I got sent twelve hundred stars, which is ridiculous. I mean, my son 
had dessert that night. Put it that way. He would. We, we had we had food that night. We, we celebrated. We celebrated, and it was the the most viewed stream ever on YouTube as well. And I think our most viewed video ever on YouTube as well because we don't tend to do that well on YouTube. I'm not really sure why. If you are watching this and you're uh, on Facebook or you're watching it on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please do subscribe. So notice around sixty percent of people that watch the videos aren't subscribed. So subscribe to me, Dick. What are you doing? Get subscribed and then and then everyone's happy. Um, but yeah, the watch along will be back for the Spurs game, which is this Monday. Don't worry, Simon. It's eight o'clock. The kickoff is yeah. eight o'clock. Are I, you available? I, I might not be, but I will try my best. Oh, for God's sake! Um, well, we'll discuss that Sunday night, probably. Um, you give me shit on COD tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't need to give you shit. Our other friend Adam will do it for you. Um, for me, should I say? Uh, before I move on and talk about the actual match involved in the watch along, I just want to obviously mention our sponsors, Pitch Sport or Pitch Footy, should I say? Uh, Pitch Sport is sort of like the, the name of the entire company, and Pitch Footy is the one about football, obviously. And if you haven't already, please go and download their app. It is available on the Google Play and obviously the Apple app stores. Um, it's sort of like a fan hub where you can chat to other fans, make predictions, all that sort of thing, select teams, and then chat about games, um, after the games afterwards. And we even do a video every single week, and obviously, we'll talk about this week's video later on in the podcast. Now, Thankfully, I was going to mention to you off air um, and ask you if you actually managed to get time to watch the match because I knew you obviously at the ledger box yeah. and stuff. Um, but thankfully, you've said you did get to watch it. I was going to say to you, look, if you didn't watch it, just pretend you did. But now you've yeah. already said that you did, so I'm buzzing with that. Um, what do you think of the game then? Obviously, West Brom nil, Burnley nil, first point of the season. It's interesting because I genuinely thought it was a winnable game before the game, and I, uh, yeah. I've still so I've come away disappointed that we didn't get the three points. However, I was. Extreme. I won't say extremely happy. Actually, extremely is a bit ridiculous. But I, well, I was very happy to see sort of the normality of return. Do you know what I mean? Just the the balls getting whipped in again. West was delivering. McNeil having a run at four. Defensive sort of shaping. And another day with more confidence. Chris Wood is burying that chance. Maybe even buries a second chance. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I think I think that that all them sort of things just accumulate to a lack of confidence. But thankfully it's an upwards climb instead of a downwards climb where you're thinking, oh my God, we're looking awful at the minute. We're actually looking better. And uh, yeah. if we can keep that momentum going in the big next two games, which are even scarier than the, the previous runnings we've all had at the minute. But I, I don't know, mate. I'm positive. I, I've said it a million times on last year's podcast on season one that uh, I, could, I could see us beating anyone at Turf more on the day. Obviously, there's no fans there at the minute, which is slightly different. But I still think we can do any result at home. Really um, yeah, going back to the West Brom game, I kind of agree with pretty much everything you said. I saw it earlier on as a winnable game, and not just a winnable game, a game that we kind of had to win, really. Uh, we haven't won it, so I'm, I've come away from it disappointed. But yeah, you look back at the game and you look back at how we played, and we just looked like Burnley again. That that was a that was a good thing. We looked like Burnley again. Yeah, we were solid at the back defensively. We created chances going forward, and that's the main thing, because we haven't been creating chances this season. I can't think of any chance... Uh, at the Newcastle game, apart from the Westy goal. And I don't think we created anything against Southampton, um, to be honest. So that that was a worry. Now that's come back, um, I think we'll start scoring goals eventually. But at the minute, the issue is obviously up front. But that's... Chris Wood, for me, I've said it a million times, he's the best finisher of a, of a ball I've seen at Burnley for a long time. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd put Chris Wood up front before anyone else on the team sheet and anyone else... Um, after him, I think for me it'd be Jay, and I think that's probably where the where it comes. I think him and him and Jay work perfectly up front. I think Barnes is. We all love Barnes, and he's a shit house. And people 
don't really like saying bad things about him, but I think out, out of out of them three, he's definitely the worst. I think you'd always have Chris Wood and, and Jay up top. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the goals will come. I, th- I think the goals will come. I think the goals will come. I just think, like you said, Chris Wood, I've said it before and I'll say it again, he's a confidence player. He needs that goal. And then once he gets that goal, one of them, if not two of them, are going in. But a lot of people have forgot to mention Ashley Barnes's effort. Chris Wood, as usual, got a lot of stick. He was a good save at Embark Keeper, but Barnes has got to be burying his effort in the first half. I mean, I- I've said this a million times about different players. Certain players get absolute torrid abuse. Other players get away with it because they love a tackle. But, you know what I mean? If you play for Burnley, you love a tackle, you're a hero. It's one of them, though, isn't it? Um, I think, I think what it, what he'll, what it, I think next game, Jay's obviously back. Look, look, it, it, it were back in the, in the, in the West Brom game, obviously came off the bench. Um, I think he'll start with Chris Wood and Jay up top in the next game, and I think that will work better. However, like I said, I think it, it's a start. We've got a point. However, if we're playing, Fulham next, or even like Southampton's Newcastle's or Palace's, I'd be like, right, we've got us foot on the ground now, let's start running. But now it's a case of, right, we've got us foot on the ground now, we're probably going to get legged up again by these two things. So any confidence built from this game, I think might be just kicked straight out of us. It could be. I mean, I think the, the first 11's got enough about it to, to see this season out. Um, but basically, as far as the Jay Rodriguez comment going, I genuinely think that he will play Barnes I think that will you text that back for me, please? Uh, I think that he'll play Barnes. I think that he'll play sort of Peter at right back until he's one of their managers that plays him until something different is needed or an injury. That's the only thing he'll do. So because we've got a good performance away from him, you can see him still playing, but he Peter at right back. You still see him playing Barnes up front. We've all said it a million times when we've been on a, a downward slope that it needs changing, needs changing, and it takes five or six games till he does it. Uh, that's so, a very nice. That's a very nice way of saying he's stubborn. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is I think is what I'll say. I think he's he's a very stubborn man. And as much as we love him, and he's been fantastic, there's been times when I think he's got team selections wrong because he's been stubborn. And yeah, maybe I'm just being a bit naive when I think that he'll play Jay. I just think that everyone knows that Jay's uh, Jay and Wood is the perfect front two for Burnley. Um, if it was Wood and Vidra, I could understand you saying, yeah, because he seems to drop uh, Vidra at the drop of an app. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, for, for some reason, there's a certain place that he will not drop. And I can see Pete is being right back for, for a little while as well. Because I think Lawton's back, though. I've seen him well, on the training pitch here, he bought us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get on to that, obviously, because um, there was someone else available as well. But um, on the other side of the... Because uh, I, I did put a post up saying... A much improved performance by Burnley, but unfortunately we couldn't take the points nil-nil. And um, on Turfcast, as usual, um, on both Facebook and Twitter, actually, I, I normally sort of like see it on, on a certain channel rather than on both. Well, on this time, it was on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, a lot of people were sort of like saying, how, how can you call that more that, that much improved? But I think it was. However, we've already said that we both think it was. The, 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 yeah. the, on, the other, on, on, the, on the other side of the story, and the shoe being on the other foot, should I say, I'll put my teeth in, get my words out. We were playing a very, very poor, a much poorer side than Southampton and Newcastle, really. Um, so we're going to look better, or are we? Or, or is it just, or, or have we just got to focus on ourselves and the performance that we put in? Yeah, like you said, I'll go back to the lack of chances created, look back to the sort of the individuals that we've been asking to sort of, sort of start performing. Then things started to appear in the West Brom game. So I, I think look at your own performance. Yeah, and one person I want to, talk about as well Dwight McNeil just signed a new contract 
And finally, he's, he's put in a good performance this season. Now, I don't know if that contract thing's been hanging over his head or his head's been elsewhere or whatever, or, or it's just a coincidence. But I think that's a major factor in how, how our season could be a turning point. Uh, could turn around soon is Dwight being good again and the signs were good from that West Brom game. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, listen, we all know he's a great player. He's he's going to yeah. turn it on at some point in the season and he's going to have down days. And I think the whole team was suffering that sort of momentum loss at the minute. So it's, it's hard to pinpoint individuals, but we turn to them when we need them at times like this as well. So it's difficult. Yeah, before we move on, I just want to point out, obviously it was on pay-per-view. Um, mm. We watched it on our perfectly legal streaming devices. Uh, they are perfectly legal. They are perfectly legal. Um but a lot of people, obviously, some people aren't aware of um, perfectly legal streaming devices, and Neil said another word then. Um, and some people aren't aware of sort of like links where you can watch it online. Um, so some people just um, were going to pay for it, or 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 instead of paying for it, they've watched it on a perfectly legal streaming device or a link, and they sent the money somewhere else. And obviously, that somewhere else was mainly the the food bank, the Burnley food bank. So. Um, this I want to give a shout out to FPL Claret. I'm, apologies, mate, but I've, I know you've told me your real name before um, when I met you to give you some rainbow laces, but I have forgot it. Um, but it was him that got in touch with me, who sort of like said, "I have this idea," and he said, "I'm going to put a tweet out tomorrow. Um, could you retweet it?" And I, yeah, and 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 what happened was I'm, I've said before I'm in like this WhatsApp group, and I, 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 this tweet started doing the rounds. Of, uh, this, of the Newcastle story, because Newcastle fans raised, yeah. I think, 16, 20 grand or whatever. I don't know. Um, so then I retweeted that and put, anyone up for doing this tomorrow, knowing that FPL Claret had this idea and then I'm going to go on from there and retweet it. However, that then got momentum from there. So I am sorry, FPL Claret, that that kind of got momentum. But obviously the goal was to do that. And then other Claret's pages jumped on it after I retweeted that. And everyone, and everyone just worked together and it and it were... And it were good, and I just want to say that everyone else, everyone give yourself a pat on the back if you sent money, and if you didn't and you couldn't afford it, because obviously some people can't, or you just shared it, whatever, that works as well. Obviously, it gets it out there, and your share could have earned, you know, 150 quid or whatever. You never know. So I think everyone needs to give themselves a big pat on the back. So well done to Burnley fans for doing that, and it's a well done, Simon. And it's a big two fingers up to, to pay-per-view, because I don't necessarily agree with it. I'd, I know a lot of fans don't agree with it. Some fans have had... Um, Jake, who's a, a, a regular follower and, and interactor on Facebook and um, Twitter, get in touch and actually say, no, he, he's glad that they're doing it because it gives him the chance to watch it. As a lad called Graham who comments on everything, who who also is that he's glad that they're doing it. Obviously, everyone has different opinions. I'm Me glad and you they're do doing it. it, but I'm not glad that the way they're doing it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think that's the point that we made, weren't it? Um, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be fifteen pound per game. You know what I mean? That, that's that's the point. However, it gives us the opportunity. Yes, it does. But we they should be doing it in different ways. But shout out to everybody who who donated. Shout out to everybody who shared, and and a massive shout out to FBL Claret because I think that message that he sent to us is the reason why it happened. Is to be honest. So I think I think to yeah. be honest, FBL Claret, you can sort of like take that with you and and know that you made a bit of a difference. So well done there. Um. You just you briefly pointed out you saw Matt Lawton on the training pitch, obviously on a picture that you said you saw me put out. I did steal that picture of Burnley Football Club, I'm not going to lie. Um, that picture was um, their copyright, whatever. Um, but obviously the main person in that picture was Ben Mee being back on the training pitch. So that's, that's obviously brilliant news. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we keep building on this thing and then this good news keeps coming to us at the minute. And Ben Mee is a, he's a massive 
part of this team and we've missed him dearly and, and I can't wait to see him but I think he'll have to do the under-23s before he gets into the first team but sooner the better. Yeah, because obviously, obviously he's going to need fitness. Now, I know we've I've played devil advocate before on here and spoke about how I'm not really sure why he's out. The club said it was a thigh issue. I know people have told you that you know they believe it was a thigh issue and that he definitely was injured. Uh, but it's, I just want to say as well that I saw um, a picture. I can't remember what the company was that put it up. First year films or something. Um, um, that's Ben's daughter. I can't remember her name for the life of me. Apologies, Ben, if you're listening. It's probably not. Um, is finally on from hospital. Um, so that's brilliant news. Obviously, that's good news in itself as well. Then Ben's back in training this week, so that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, is is even even if even if you know he was just off for family issues, which no one would obviously have an issue with. No. He still hasn't been training. He still hasn't been training. So he is going to be need need to play for the under 23s to get that match fitness to get that match sharpness. So you're probably not going to see him. Um, on Monday against Spurs, but hopefully we'll see him soon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it didn't take yeah. Barnes long, did it? And they didn't take J-Rod long, and, and yeah, Goodmanson exactly. were back rapid, so let's all the, this yeah. one back. <laughs> Which was a strange, strange one for Goodmanson, because he normally takes him about six months, but I, I think we can expect, this is just me guessing, I don't and I'm just, I don't know any like sort of like science, sports science things or whatever. I think we can probably expect Ben to play two games in the under-23s, and then maybe have him back for... The Chelsea game, probably. If not, the game after that, which I believe is Brighton. I might be wrong, though. Could be Palace. I can't remember. Um, but I think he'll be back soon. Yep. Fingers crossed he is. Um, and obviously, you said you saw someone else in that picture. Um, you saw Matty Loughton in that picture. Um, what's been up with Matty again? Obviously, you know Matty, so I think you... you I can't got the Ra- it was the Raheem Sterling scissor challenge. That, uh, what's oh, his angle? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a boot. I forgot about that. And obviously that coupled with Phil Barsley getting coronavirus. Um, we didn't have a right back at the weekend. Um and I know we're just saying Dice was stubborn, but surely, surely he'd put Louts there instead of Peters. Come on. I, I hope so. From obviously as a as a friend slash heiress or whatever. But yeah, absolutely, I hope so. But he didn't do a bad job, did Peters? I'm not going to lie. No, he, to be fair, he did really, really well. And yeah, yeah. I, love, I love Peters for that. He, he just doesn't give a shit. He will play wherever wherever Dice tells him to play. Some other players, for example, will probably say, well, no, because I look shit because it's not my not my position. He don't care. He's, he's, he's the new Hendrick. He'll, he'll, he'll do. Yeah, well, he'll do I'll, yeah. I'm going to say the modern-day branch. Modern-day branch, yeah. Well, branch is seen as more of a legend than Hendrick is. And I think Peters, Yeah. It's, I think he will go more down that route. Uh, of the opinion of Burnley fans, I don't think people will give Peters loads of shit like, like they did with Hendrick. I think I think they'll 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 give him the, sort of like treat him the same branches. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Basically, Paul Ince was on the game watching the game on on, on the stream that I was watching, uh, and basically he said that we didn't have that tenacity in the midfield anymore. We wasn't sort of winning for the second balls, things that they know Burnley for, and specifically mentioned Hendrick as being a massive loss into that tenacity that we haven't got at the minute yeah um i don't know it's one of them i think i think it have always been behind brownell and wester in the pecking order even now so he probably wouldn't have been there anyway um but i think westy does that just as well um if not better it's just i think what it is we endrick yeah he did i think with endrick in there with wester there was two players doing that so it was like a double sort of like chance of winning it whereas Brownell's more of a forward thinking sort of player so maybe we are a bit light yeah. in that area but I do think that Hendrick would have been good. behind Brownell and Westy in the middle It's good to see him make the change as well with Stevens. it's um, 
it's, it's good to point that out. Sort of like he's actually thought, no, Gunnarsson on the right and and put Brownhill back in the middle. I was a massive fan of that before the game. And it looked, look at it, mate. It showed exactly. in our creativity. The proof is in the pudding. I think yes, he is stubborn, um, but stuff like that. If you if you're playing Stevens. Uh, in the middle and Brown a lot wide when Goodmanson's available and Westy in the other position in the middle, then people are going to be checking his sanity rather than thinking he's a bad manager because that would be a ridiculous decision. It wouldn't even add up anything. But yeah, the proof's in the pudding. Um, we were a lot better, we're a lot more better going forward. We even look better defensively. Um, which actually, another point, I give Kevin Long some stick and half of the time, and I still stand by the fact that I do think it's deserved. However, it was class against West Brom. So fair play, Kevin Long. You did really well there. But it's <laughs> as soon as he starts picking his performances up, it'll just get dropped because Ben Mee's coming back. So a bit of a shame there for Longer. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I just want to quickly touch on Phil Barsley getting coronavirus. That came out of nowhere. I know, just apparently it does, mate. It's a virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a weird one, weren't it? Because they just sort of like, I was like, where's Peter's at right back? And then literally the tweet after it, like two minutes later, the club like, yeah, Bardo's got coronavirus. I'm like, oh, fair enough. Uh, wishing Bardo a speedy that's, recovery. That's just a Burnley social media, Will. Well, I won't get back into that. I've, 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 done, in, I've, I've done enough of that digging on this show. Um, so we won't, uh, everyone knows my opinion. Um, but yeah. Um, wishing Phil and his family members because apparently his brother has it um, a speedy recovery um, my missus had it um, and we've only just been let out, out the house again this week uh, Monday was my first day allowed out the house so um, hopefully he'll be fine um, I'm pretty sure he will be because he's a fit young man um, even me and my missus were both fine we, weren't, we don't know if I've had it by the way we definitely know my missus has had it I've probably had it because I'm living in the same house as her um, I've been asymptomatic if I have had it she had a bit of a bad chest um, I'm sure Phil will be fine. Right, now, time for um, this week's pitch sport question. Now, I haven't even checked. Hopefully, there are some um, responses to this week's question because I haven't even checked. There could be absolutely none. Thank God there is some there. The first name that I see, Mark Howarth. What a guy. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for always commenting on my stuff always. and me from looking like an absolute idiot. So thank you, Mark. Hope your milk round is going well because he listens to us while he's doing his milk round. Because as Simon only found out this week or last week, um, is a milkman. He gets up at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Me and you were still awake on Cod at that time when he's getting up ready for work. Time to go to bed. About 5 p.m. Oh, nah. No, I couldn't do it. No wonder he goes. No wonder he got mad when behind at work. <laughs> um, but the question I asked, uh, and I'll ask it you now, is: Do you think the current Burnley squad is good enough to keep us in the Premier League? Yes. Expand, please. Okay. Um, basically, <laughs> I think that. Um... I think that the 11, I've said it before, i say it again, that when we have our first 11, it's more than capable. You don't finish 10 on pure luck. You don't finish in Europa. I know that it's a slightly sort of condensed version, but the the main 11 at the core sort of built around certain players are still there. Uh, so, yeah, no, I've got no qualms with the first 11 being a successful Premier League team. Uh, fingers crossed they get back fit enough that it's not too late to sort of save the season. Yep. Um, speaking of Mark Howarth, his comment is top, so I'll read that one first. He says, yes, we will stay up, provided we don't have another injuries, injury list like we just have. All our yep. players returned or returning will need a few matches to get back to full sharpness, and then I think the results will come. So that's just pretty much exactly what you've said. 
Kez Claret says, I think it's just about good enough, but whether we can keep the majority of them fit is a different question. Same sort of vibe. Neil Layfield, friend of the podcast and watch along regular, uh, says the strongest eleven he's never he's never forgot a watch along, by the way. So that's a feather in Neil's cap. Uh, the strongest eleven is definitely strong enough, but as we have just seen, if any of them are injured, then we aren't good enough. So it's a similar sort of vibe. Everyone's sort of like saying we need to keep yeah. Keep people injured. Uh, Dan Greek says, absolutely. Just need to carry on doing what we usually do. Uh, Callie Graham, which I presume is, is Graham Jennings, um, who's a regular um, interactor, says, so long as our best 11 can stay fit. You can see the theme here. Uh, so long as our best 11 can stay fit, then yes. However, with a season packed into a shorter period, that may be difficult. Good point. But JBG is the key for me. If we can get over 20 games for him, it will really help us. And um, <clears throat> HFH, DJD, J-E-N-E-B-D-U-F-H-R-N. I'm not sure that's his or her uh, real name. Says, yes, if we are fortunate with players not getting to their injuries. So literally everybody has said the same fucking thing. Um, yes, we can stay up, provided we don't get exactly. And that that is pretty much... Surely we can't have another injury list like the end of last season and the start of this season. No. No, I can't see it. It doesn't happen often like that. Um, it doesn't, does it? It doesn't, does I mean, it? It, surely it's it happens kick to every club anymore. at some point of the season. Yeah. It does, yeah, but not again, and then straight away. So fingers crossed, it don't happen <laughs> again. Um, now I want to move on to an interview that the club did this week because we have been asking here at Turfcast Podcast for uh, a club official. Well, we did ask for Garlic uh, to come out and explain the transfer window. Unfortunately, um, Garlic didn't want to come out and do it, um, so we sent the club chief executive officer out, Neil. Uh, what's his last name? Neil Hart. Apologies. Hart. Um, he sent out, yeah, he sent him out. Um, and fair play to Neil for doing it. I uh, majorly respect the fact that he's come out. That it's part of his job role as a CEO, obviously. Um, but he could have said no. Um, but he's come out and done it. I would have preferred if Garlic done it, obviously. Um, but obviously, Garlic would have been telling Neil the sort of narrative to spin and things like that. So you're pretty much getting off Neil what you got off Garlic, uh, what you would have got off Garlic. Obviously, it was an interview with the club, um, with, um, I think it's Pete, who works at the club. Um, so he's not going to be challenged, unfortunately. He's not going to be challenged on anything that he says that a fan might think, what the fuck are you on about? Um, so there's, there's none of that. It is literally just uh, a club official being interviewed by the club, pushing out a narrative that the club have told him to push, which okay, is fine. It's, it's fine. I would like to see him challenged on some things, and not even Neil at Garlic, obviously. Um, but obviously, I just want to touch on a few things that he said. The first thing he said, um, I'm not, obviously not going to go through the entire interview. If you want to watch the interview, uh, it's on Clarets Plus. Um, and I know a few people are getting annoyed that Clarets Plus is behind um, a paywall. This interview isn't. I think you can watch it on Burnley YouTube as well. Um, I actually signed up for Clarets Plus just to watch this interview. Um, so you can get you can watch it for free. Um, if you want to watch it, head over to burnleyfootballclub.com and there's a Clarets Plus link on there somewhere and you can watch it there. Um, but his first comment I want to touch on is the part he spoke about the transfer window. Uh, this didn't really go down too well with some of the fans. Uh, he said, our priority this window was to retain some of our main assets. Uh, we would have all taken that at the beginning of the transfer window. That is as good as bringing in any new players, in my view. What did you make of them uh, comments, Simon? Straight back. So I've got to be careful because obviously I know, I know Neil Hart and stuff, so I don't want to like, got to 
thing here. Yeah, I'll be fair. Yeah, you three, can talk as a fan, obviously. Go on. Sorry, I think yeah, you're a little yeah, bit behind. A fan, three quarters of what he said is is three quarters of what he said is is bang on. It's that last part of of the sentence that that sort of like makes it. It just diminishes what he said because everything he said is right. With the R assets, we do want to keep them. We would have taken that at the beginning of the season, it, but it's not as good as it's not as it's not as new signing, and you can't say yeah. it is. I think for me. I agree with that. I think obviously we want to. Re- every fan wanted to keep Tarke. Every fan wanted to keep Pope. Every fan fan wanted to keep Dwight. No one's ever called him that ever, but I felt like I needed to carry on. Um, would I have taken just keeping them and not signing anybody at the start of the transfer window? I'd have probably said no. I'd have said we need to keep them and sign somebody, uh, improve the squad. You know what? If we hadn't just let. Hendrik Hart, Lennon, and all the rest of them go, I'd have probably said, yeah, you know what? I will take that. But the fact we lost so many players, I felt that we needed to keep them. And even if we sold one of them, I'd have been pissed off, obviously, but I'd have understood why to bring new players in. Um, would I have taken that at the start of the window? No, like I just said, I'd have rather. But yeah, it, it is it is that line. It is that line that I think's pissed everybody off. Um, I think it needed to read the room a bit better with that sort of last line. Uh, I think it'd have got away with it if he didn't say that, uh, where he says that is as bringing in any uh, as good as bringing in any new players in my view because that's that that's the line that the club always comes out with every single fucking six months and it pisses people off. So learn, read the room, see what's annoying people, and maybe don't do it in January. I'd like to sort of make the comment, uh, not that it'll matter because every. The context will have been taken from earlier and, and they're just thrown into it. They won't bother about this. But, but I'd like to say that fair play to him, just go back to what you said. You, he has come out, he has done it, he has thrown himself in the lion's den because there wouldn't have been much he could have said to, to make us happy at that point, if I'm honest with you. There's no. not much he could have said uh, other than we're selling the club, it's in the process, bear with us. That's the only thing he could have said that would have made us say, all right, fair enough. That's all he could have said, but they haven't said that. And, and what he has said, like anything else, would have gone down like shit on a blanket. But he's um, a fair player to him for coming out, fair player for him saying what he's saying. And I do think that he's probably just saying what he want, what he thinks that we want to hear. And unfortunately, it's just that sort of like momentum stuck him into that next part of the sentence, I think, because everything he has said up to that is fine. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I do respect him for coming out to it. He's quite new in the role, I think. Newish anyway, because obviously he was the CEO of the Clarity yeah, Community. So he's, I'm not going to say he's learning, but I'm sort of like saying that um, fair play for him to coming out so soon into such into you know such an important role. Um, the next thing I want to talk about um, is another comment he said. Obviously, this one's a bit more positive um, about the potential takeover. Um, however, he never used the word takeover. Now, someone like Neil is an intelligent man. I've never met him, but he'll obviously be an intelligent man to get to the position that he's in as a CEO of a Premier League football club. He's obviously done very well in his life to get to that position. It's something that I will obviously probably never achieve. Um, So just listen to what he says. He doesn't say the word takeover. He says, it's no secret that the club has been looking for external investment. That is an ongoing process. Um, Mm. As and when we can communicate to supporters that the process has come to a conclusion, we will. I think what I can take from that is, A, number one, it's happening. 100% something is happening. Obviously, mm-hmm. of course it is, just looking at that. Um, we were all talking about it as potential rumours and stuff. A club official, the CEO of the club, has come out and said, pretty much, yeah, it's happening. However, the word, obviously, that I'm focusing on 
is the word investment. He doesn't say takeover. Now, whether he's being careful, there's obviously two or three ways that he could he could be doing this here. A, he could have just said it and not been thinking about what he's saying, but I don't buy that for a second. B, he could have used that word purposefully and used it as the main word in that sentence on purpose because we are looking for investment and not a takeover. So whether someone just takes over 30% of the club and pumps in X amount of money for that 30%, that could be what's happening. Or, or the third one, uh, I can't remember what it were now. The third one, um, yeah, he's doing it because he don't want, it doesn't want too much to come out at the minute about it. He doesn't want people to know it's going to be a takeover. Um, so he's just using that word to sort of like keep people think, away a bit of what's actually happening. I think that he's basically that you just said. He knows the questions before he's even sat down in the Bob Lord stand and probably done a photo shoot with. With everyone, he's, he's been uh, sent him with a new sent kit him and probably use the same cameraman to do the kit launch. <laughs> exactly. So he knows the questions. He's chosen his wording carefully. That's what he gets paid to do, mate. He doesn't just get paid to sign things. He, he gets paid to keep peace and uh, and, and make decisions bit to to things like this. And hundred percent from what I'm reading, our job is to interpret that and to read between the lines. It is saying an investment. That's just another word for me, for someone coming in and buying into the club, which is a takeover if they own the majority. So it doesn't matter which way you put it. Um, and then, he, like you said, he doesn't. He can't say it because what if it doesn't happen? It looks like a tit and it all fall back on him mm. because he's the one who's come out and said it. So no, yeah, I think I'm on your side and I think everyone should be positive from that and say that we are looking at probably a takeover in the near future. I'm hoping before Christmas. Yeah, well, uh, there's another thing that I weren't... You've just led me on to something else. I weren't going to mention this. He said we can expect a busy January transfer window. And that, to me... I'm not going to discuss whether or not that will happen because we'll discuss that in December. That, to me, suggests that the takeover could be done before Christmas. Elsie wouldn't have said that. Yeah, that's exactly, that, that's exactly where I'm getting it from. I think it'll happen before Christmas. Moving on, because the internet connection isn't the best. Um, apologies for the moments of silence where I'd finished speaking and I haven't even got to Simon yet. Um, I don't know why it's so shit today, uh, but it is. Um, Virgin Media, sort your life out. Um, so we'll quickly start, Get we'll wrap up uh, get on, sort of like quickly and get on to the Spurs game. Um, obviously, Spurs game coming up Monday, 8pm. Simon may or may not be available for the watch along. However, that's a different matter altogether. Um, Spurs game. Talk to me about it. What, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts on the Spurs game? Unfinished business, Ray. I'm thinking we got absolutely spanked. I, I wanted to use a better word than that, but I don't know if it's appropriate for some of the listeners. We got absolutely spanked against uh, Spurs last year. That The goal of the season, the Premier League goal of the season was scored against Burnley. That pisses me off. I want to see the goal of the season scored by us, not against us. So I yeah. think there's unfinished business. I think that we're, a, you know, what's the word? Is a, wound, a wounded animal or a scolded animal or something like that. Basically, you, you know, there's a different fight in, a, in a, that kind of animal. And hopefully that we come out there and said, you know what, that this is this, this can't happen again. And, and, and like you said, the momentum slightly up. We're not in a, a great position in points wise, but let's hope that we can sort of use everything collectively and not have another song wonder goal. Yeah, and I think, didn't we get screwed over by a penalty decision against Spurs um, at home last season? Did it finish? Uh, no, I can't remember. That's a few years ago, that actually, I'm talking shit. But the last couple of home games, uh, we've done well against Spurs, haven't, haven't we? Like the Son goal that you're referring to was at White Hart Lane. Not White Hart Lane. White Hart Lane's 
gone. Um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because they still haven't thought of a name yet. Um, So we tend to do well against Tottenham at home. So fingers crossed we can do it again. Yeah. And Mourinho never gets goals like and as many goals as he did against us. It was like a massive deal, weren't it? Like they've never scored five fucking goals or something stupid. Um, And yeah, no, I'm, I'm quietly positive that we can start turning results and do you know what like I said, I've said it again a million times at home we can beat anyone and why not Spurs yeah uh, predictions quickly uh, I'll go for sorry if there's a delay I'm answering as quick as I can but I'll go for Nickel 1-0 oh interesting interesting um, I'm going to go 1-1 I think these games tend to tend to help us a little bit because we sit back and, and just try and invite teams onto us. And and I think we'll be good at that again now. I think, you know what, if we had Ben Me, I'd, I'd probably be, yeah, I think we'll definitely get a point. I'm a bit hopeful when I say a 1-1. To be honest, my heart, my, my, head, my heart's wheeling my head here. My head is saying, yeah, we'll probably get beat 2-0, two, two, 3-1, something like that. But I'm going to go with my heart today and I'm going to say 1-1. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here because obviously the internet connection is a bit dog. Um, if you look out for the eagle-eyed amongst you, we'll obviously realise that this week I didn't do a pre-game show with a West Brom fan. Um, that was because the West Brom fan that I'd got in touch oh. with um, let me down. A bit like Simon for the watch-along. Um, I can't do a pre-game show on my own, can I? Um, so I just didn't do one. Uh, I've, I've already been in touch with a Spurs podcaster. Um, he hasn't said yes yet, but the, f- the sounds are there that it, it could happen. And fingers crossed it happens. So keep your eyes peeled for the pre-game show. Probably be streaming on either Sunday or Monday, the day of the game. Um, probably a little bit earlier on, around 5, 6 p.m., something like that. And then we'll get on to the watch along at 8 p.m. Hopefully Simon's there. Uh, thank you for coming on, though, Simon. Uh, if you haven't already, please do follow us on all the usual places. It's Turfcast Podcast on Facebook, Turfcast Podcast on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, and all the other places as well. A big shout-out to Simon for coming on, and a big shout-out to everyone for watching, and I will see you soon. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.